It's the homage to fromage So join us if you please The homage to fromage Three cheers for cheese! Can't start the podcast yet because Nick's eating cheese Sorry, <clears throat> yes <laughs> So hello and welcome to the second fabulous homage to fromage podcast which is all about tucking into delicious cheese and this month we're focusing on British cheese um, so last time we looked at some fantastic Montgomery cheddar which we decided was fantastic it was fantastic it was it, it got three cheesy thumbs cheap three big cheesy thumbs both in its natural state and as the interior of a fantastic toasty from Tom mm-hmm. both um, fantastic I think Oh, we agree. The word fantastic, fantastic. fantastic. Can be used <laughs> as often as possible. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So we're continuing our um, little adventure into British cheese this week. And just to remind you who the hell we all are. I'm Nick. I'm the instigator of uh, Homage to Fromage Cheese Clubs, and I'm sitting here around the kitchen table, surrounded by cheese and various bits, and also lads, the, the lads. <laughs> The curd nerds. Um, <laughs> well, that well trainee yeah. curd nerds. Um, so, yeah, so, Tony. Yes, I do the, the, I suppose I do the technical stuff. I, I, You're the one with the headphones. I'm the one with the headphones, the microphone, the laptop, and the lapel mic that I've attached to Tom. Yeah, when he goes deep into the kitchen. Right. Deep into the kitchen to make my toasties, because mm-hmm. that's what I do. I'm the, I'm the toasty guy. Right. So, I'm quite a cheese enthusiast I've tasted hundreds and hundreds of cheeses and these guys probably haven't tasted anywhere near as many as that but I'm putting my mind to changing that probably tasted one, less than 100 one cheese at a time um, so yeah so um, that's what we're all about so this week we are looking at a different British cheese this is a cheese from Yorkshire mm-hmm. it goes back 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 into the mists of time and I'll tell Ooh. you a little bit more about the history of it. Um, should we have a nibble first? Yes. What, so what gets, are we nibbling? Well, are you going to tell us? Or I'll tell you what it is while we're nibbling. While you're nibbling, have a nibble okay. first and tell me what you I'll think. Sniff and first. While, while there's a oh, a sniff. this smells. It's, it's similar to last week's, but not as strong. Mm. It's mellow. It's mellow. It's very mellow. The rind smells of nothing. Maybe I've just got a bad rind. I would say with this one. Give it time in your mouth. Oh. To develop. <laughs> Hold on, let me start again. Have some <laughs> let it sort of melt a bit on your tongue. Because this is quite a subtle cheese. Um, it's not by no means a, as big a hitter as the Montgomery, mm-hmm. which was kind of all about a lot of big, complex flavours. This is a lot more subtle. Yes. So what do you think? How honest can we be? Oh, you can be as honest as you like. Cheese lovers of the world. Is this made by a family, by the way? No. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> I didn't know. We're not going to insult anyone. actual people. Oh, here here. You're fine. You're fine. To me, yeah. It tastes like Baby Bell. <sighs> oh. Do you know what? I was wondering. This reminds me of something. Do you get it now? I didn't want to. I yeah, I do. <laughs> It tastes like baby bell. It's more like, yeah. It's, it's, it's the, like the a dam. Te- the texture is much more uniform. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not rubbery. Yeah. It's not like last week where it was sort of, there are different mm-hmm. sort of... Mm. It's creamier. It's milder. And there is that kind of baby bell-ish taste. Although I suppose probably baby bells taste like this rather than this taste like okay, baby Okay, okay, yeah, mm. yeah. So what is it? 
So this is Wensleydale. Oh. He's a wavy gale. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Wensley it was white and filled with cranberries. I, for some reason, thought it was a type of blue cheese. I well, <laughs> <laughs> where's the blue? Exactly. Oh, I don't... I've got my work cut out yeah. this week. <laughs> so, Wensleydale. I mean, it means different things to different people. This is a particular kind of Wensleydale. This is called Kit Calvert Wensleydale. And it is probably the most, in quotes, authentic traditional type of Wensleydale. It's made in a very traditional way. Um, to a very old recipe. It's not made like the vast majority of Wensleydale that you get. Wensleydale's made in Hawes up in the Yorkshire Dales. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> it's made Hors. in what? Not by. I, I, was, I was chewing, so I was giving you the benefit of the doubt oh, until what? Tony put it <laughs> I'm going to struggle with you two today, aren't I? <laughs> to see this is going to be an uphill battle. So Wensleydale... The current nerds have hit it again. Wensleydale is a lot of different things to a lot of different people because it is a mainstream mass-produced cheese that's made up in, in the Yorkshire Dales. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to the place where they make it. It's Explain the whores bit. H-A-W-E-S. It is a place. Whores. Whores. Not whores. Whores. Not whores. <laughs> whores. Whores. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's a relatively large producer of, of, of cheese. Um, all the Wednesday you ever eat will have been made there. It's not made anywhere else. Even um, the stuff with the cranberries? Absolutely, the stuff oh, wow. with the cranberries. And in a way, um, Wensleydale is um, a tale that goes all the way back to the Norman Conquest, um, but comes very much up to date into a sort of very modern cheese marketing kind of scenario. Just to give you a quick potted history, they've been making cheese up in that neck of the woods for years and years and years. I mean, since before the Norman Conquest. Yeah. It was mainly sheep's milk cheese, as most cheese was. Cows are very expensive. To own and to so sheep are a lot cheaper and a lot of people made sheep's milk cheese around there so the normans arrive and they try the local cheese and they go this is disgusting <laughs> yeah i mean i know we've completely defeated you and taken all your land but at least you could make a bit of effort and so they actually imported some french monks who happened to be i know you couldn't make it up um who happened to be expert at cheese making and the french monks that they imported um, were from where they near where they make Rockfall. Okay. Mm. So they were good at making cheese and particularly used milk cheese because Rockfall is a sheep's milk cheese. Um, and oh, is this sheep's milk? No. Oh, okay. But this, that's, we've got a long way to go. We're still back into <laughs> about 1067. Right. So 1066, the Normans invade. 1066 and a half, they get to Yorkshire and realise the cheese is rubbish. <laughs> 1067-ish, they start thinking, oh, what are we going to do about this? Um, so they brought in these monks who made, who taught everybody how, around there to how to make better cheese. Mm -hmm. many, many sheep's milk cheese. And then over the years, over the many centuries, it evolved and cows became more frequently milked. Mm -hmm. um, and so they started making the local cheese um, from... Uh, from cow's milk and I suppose the sort of cheese they would be making up in that neck of the woods would be very similar to what people refer to now as Lancashire cheese it's quite crumbly it's quite a, in quotes a fresh cheese it's not matured for a great long time we find it on like a lot of cheese boards absolutely and Lancashire cheese mm. is, is, is a, a you know a great local cheese that hasn't really changed that much and again and the reason why it's so crumbly is they usually when you're making small amounts of cheese what they used to do was they'd milk the cows um, and split the curds and whey and yeah. put it to, to one side because they didn't have enough to make a cheese. So then the next day they'd milk the cows again and make some curds and whey and they'd mix the two curds together. So one curd would have been sitting from yesterday and one would be from today 
um, and when you mix the two curds together, they never quite mix entirely perfectly. So you'd get this really crumbly cheese, mm -hmm. um, and then they press it slightly, but not very much, and they wouldn't. It wouldn't be matured, or it wouldn't be kept around. It'd be eaten. I don't know three months old at tops, so it's okay. quite a fresh cheese in a way, and a lot of a lot of kind of the oldest kinds of cheeses were quite fresh. We kind of only really learned how to mature them as the you know the, the, you know in later years. So they've been making this kind of crumbly Wensleydale type cheese up in that neck of the woods for, until about about I think the first proper sort of in you know commercial creamery was built up there in a in the end of the nineteenth century. And it kind of made what looked a bit like Wensleydale cheese. Then, of course, they had this massive problem in the 30s, um, and at which point they were rescued by a man called Kit Calvert, who basically got together, um, got all the farmers around that area sort of club together and basically saved the dairy. Um, and he ran the place until the 60s. Um, and then again, in the 60s, it was sold to the Milk Marketing Board. Because back in the day we had a milk marketing board. Milk you, marketing board. Yeah, one of these strange post-war things where they they guarantee to buy the milk from the farmers and make it into things. Is that like the modern-day fair trade? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, strange. Well, well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll dig out some more information about the milk marketing board because they had a massive impact on obviously cheese making in, in England. But then in the 1960s, as I said, the, the Wensleydale became, it's a bit like what happened to British cars when British Leyland came along. They had all these different car companies and then they all could have agglomerated it together into British Leyland and mm -hmm. it just went to shit. Oh. Because nobody gave a damn anymore and it was all sort of corners were cut and all that sort of thing. Um, anyway, long story short, by 1992, Wensleydale dairy was on the brink of going bust again um, and it was saved once more um, and that's when they started um, putting things in the cheese which I think was the kind of genius move that they needed. Like the cranberries and Cranberries were first, uh, yes, cranberries were first added to Wensleydale cheese in 1996. Oh. As recently as that. So one, something I would else, have thought it would have been a lot, lot yeah. later. Well, some, well, cranberries aren't really an English thing. No. <laughs> but they go very well. So they make a lot of the cheese. They put a lot of stuff in it. Um, the cheese is, is, is that crumbly white cheese. But this particular one is a, a cheese that was it's called Kit Calvert cheese. It's in honour of the guy who originally saved the, the, the creamery. Okay. Um, and this is a sort of a slightly more artisan, slightly more farmhouse, but it's still made at the same factory. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So that's that's about this cheese, really. Lovely. So, but what did you think? I thought it was really nice, easy, very easy on the palate. Yep. Mm. Yep. Very smooth. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of other foodie words. It's a nice-looking cheese. It's quite, you know, it's, it's a very pale cheese. Pale straw-coloured, going a little bit darker towards the rind, and the rind is sort of a smooth kind of. Um, chalky colour yeah, yeah. Um, almost looks like the bark of a tree it does a bit yeah but it's quite neat yeah. it's quite a tidy looking piece of cheese again it's quite it is more commercial I guess than the Montgomery um, you won't find any kind of weird bits of blue running through this mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's a it's an approximation of what the original Wensley there would have been more like before all the sort of kind of hassles with the receivers <laughs> when they have problems with the taxman and cranberries gotcha um, i'm on record as saying i don't really like cheese with bits in 
Mm-hmm. That's not entirely true because some cheese with some bits in is fine. And I, to be honest, a Christmas cheese board without Wednesday Ale with cranberries is just just being not boring. Christmas cheese board, for yeah. God's sake, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's just being churlish. Um, so it's good in its place. But I think I've seen the worst one I've seen was one with strawberries, dried, freeze dried strawberries and white chocolate. Yeah. Oh, cheese. that's and then, not. No. And then you get a sticky toffee. No, just stop. No, no. The only two cheeses I can think of that I've had sweet, as Tom was talking about earlier, mascarpone mm-hmm. and Philadelphia. Like cream cheese. Cream yeah, cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, In a cheesecake. There is a sort of... The, the way I guess the way the thought process goes is that people like to eat cheese with a bit of fruit, so why not put the fruit in the like cheese? cheese and grapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or cheese and apricots. I mean, a dried apricot... Or dried fruit, or a fig, or a fig, or a date with cheese is delicious. But I don't know. I, I just get a, you know, just get a fig. I'd happily yeah. go on a date with cheese. Oh, see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. that's really funny. Bang it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> where does that get us to? So that's that's Wensleydale, um, a great Yorkshire cheese, um, versatile, and uh, we're going to see just how versatile. Oh. Yes, Any are. second now, because Tom's uh, this get is the point. On. I pass the cheese to Tom. This is my favourite bit. I get to handle the cheese. Handle the, the cheese. Thing. There it is. There you go, Tom. Tom is going. He's heading for the toasty. Fantastic. He's now in the kitchen. Yep. I am. He's lighting his gas. He's oh. heating his pan. Yep, there we go. So, I'm Have not, you done anything different? I have done something different to oh. last week. I'm using a different kind of bread for this. I thought we've done our white and cheddar. Let's get a bit more adventurous. So I've got a sunflower and pumpkin seed loaf. Oh. It's a bit brown, it's a bit seedy, it's a bit um, natural, and it should should be nice. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> but same again as last week though, in the pan, pressure on. And, okay. Uh, trying to melt the cheese without burning the bread, that's it really. And no you- rind in this one either. One day we'll maybe have a rindy toasty. But, you, don't, uh, you don't want any butter on your spatula either. No, exactly. No. You, you, you know my methods. Now. I do. That's good. We're getting to know it. <laughs> have you ever had Wensleydale in a toasty? In a toasted sandwich? Nick. <laughs> Beg your pardon? <laughs> You're talking to me. Completely ignoring me. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> do you, have you ever had Wensleydale in a no, toasted sandwich? No, I haven't. I've not. Certainly not this. This. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Think to um, but tasting it. Do you not like taste it in its raw form and think, oh, that would be good toasted? Yeah, but I don't always have somebody oh, like Tom chips. hanging around waiting to just run off and toast it. <laughs> what, for you me. want some sort of toast slave? That is what Tom is, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. Yeah. He's a toast flunky. <laughs> a toast <laughs> flunky. <laughs> we give him cheese, he goes and toasts it and brings it back. With a Wensleydale whores. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. You I knew I should never have. I'm never going to get over that. Never moment. mention the whores of Wensleydale. Exactly. Anyway, mm. so so essentially, it's the same using the same methodology. So, yeah. butter in hot pan. Put your toasting sandwich to be toasted in the pan, and then butter the top half. Yeah. Heat Maybe. nice and low, by the way. Keep like the heat low, low, medium heat. Low, low and heat. slow. Yeah, low, low and slow. slow. That's the way to do it. Exactly. I wonder if this one will take as long as the last one. Who we'll knows? See, I'm ready for the flip. Oh, already? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. imagine it'll take too much longer. Oh, there we go. I mean, there must be some sort of algorithm for the the temperature of the pan, the porous, porous nature of the bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
I think maybe the notability of the chief. Ever so slightly, Nick. Yeah, yeah. One, he has he has one big rookie error. He's left his um, toasting cheese board. Oh yeah. Um, i come and on the table steal that from last week. Good, <laughs> not even washed. <laughs> not even washed. Hopeless. Yes. So I think the thing about toasting a toasted sandwich, and people often say to me, why a toasted sandwich? And the thing about a toasted sandwich is that you can obviously cook with cheese, um, but a toasted sandwich actually gives you a really good idea into uh, a couple of things. One is how well does the cheese melt? And that's something to do with the fat content. It's got a lot to do with the, the, the chemistry of the cheese, the fat content. Sometimes very high fat cheeses, actually, by the time you put them in a toasty, they almost disappear. Yeah. Because they just there's a lot of fat that just goes into the bread and you're not left with an awful lot else. Mm. Some cheeses melt in um, quite a nice way, but they don't give you that nice stringiness or sort of that nice sort of... Mm. Dribbly gloobly cheese. Oh, I love like. dribbly gooby mm. cheese. Mm. Yes, exactly. That's dribbly like. gooby. Yeah, <laughs> and some cheeses actually <clears throat> taste great when you um, you know raw, as it were. But somehow, when you cook them, they kind of lose a bit of their character or interest. And some of them come into their own. So a toasted sandwich is, is, a, is a good sort of test station for melting cheese. So if it's good in a toasty, mm. it'll probably do all right in a sauce. One of my favourite things, when it, it usually happens by accident, is like a cheddar crisp. Oh. You know, when the cheddar goes onto oh, the yes. pan and kind mm. of gets hard. Yes, that I do. It's very tasty. Yes, I have, I have, I have come across things. Like Parmesan crisps are good. Oh. They're very easy to make. Mm. Maybe we'll do them one day. Isn't Parmesan very expensive? Um, For like the proper big... The real deal. The real deal. I, I mean, it's it's not a cheap cheese if you get the, the real stuff. Parmigiano-Reggiano. That's it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, what you, it's, it's always worth paying for decent cheese. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. You can always tell when the cheese has been cooked because in the downlighters in the kitchen you can see the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that stuff you have in TV studios. Yes. What's that? It's like a, it's a theatrical smoke. Oh, in this case, it's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're about there. Uh-huh. The only thing is, this one took a bit longer to melt. Uh-huh. Interesting. I would have yeah. thought it would take a lot less time. No. I had to turn the... Uh, pan down really quite low to avoid mm -hmm. burning everything but there we have it there we have it i've gone right in with the with a cut oh nice um, push them in a bit you know give them a chance to to breathe sort of... and then we're going to open it up and have a little look are you ready mm -hmm. yeah oh there is no string no stringiness you can see it has melted it's melted but it you don't get the stringiness you don't get the stringiness we could force mm. it if we just i don't think you can force it you no. can't force a cheese to be no <laughs> you can't bully a cheese to no. be stringy than it is Tom. <laughs> i think it's you know i mean look it's melted in a relatively pleasing way but not as aesthetically beautiful as one could expect no. uh, there's a little bit of stringy oh, string yeah, oh, yeah. Not a string. so i'm going to pass the toasties around Oops. oh are we going in? Oh, yeah. Going in. In for the kill. Mm. Oh. Thoughts? That's nicer than last week. I prefer that. Mm. Last week's was horrible compared to this. <laughs> it wasn't horrible. <laughs> horrible. No, it wasn't. First of all, that's my cooking, so how dare you. A minute ago you said it was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. That's really nice. That's a really good um, toasted mm. cheese. It's not it's very stringy. Maybe 
put a little bit of mozzarella in if you want the string, but... Oh, no, there you go, look! You can... I think it was just unlucky. Mmm. That's really nice. Very buttery. Buttery biscuit base. Mmm. Buttery. Not not a strong flavour. No. Well, that can be quite good for a but, um, cheese. Yeah. Dish, I think. yeah. I think that's delicious. Mm. That's a great toasty cheese. Mm. I'd use that again. Yep. Mmm. Oh, wow. Mm. Wednesdaydale toasty. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good work, Tom. So that brings us... Mm. To... Yes? <laughs> I'm just finishing my mouthful because it's rude to speak with your mouth full. Yeah. Although we have done quite a lot today. Um, so, yeah, it brings us to the part of the podcast that's basically referred to as factos intolerant. Okay. So, cheese facts, people. Cheese facts. Cheese facts. Who's got a cheese fact for me today? Me, 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 me. All right, Mimi. <laughs> Hit me. Did you know that it takes around 10 litres of milk to make a kilo of hard cheese? I did, actually. Oh. Yeah. Not really a fact, then, is it? <laughs> it is a fact. It's a fact that I happen no, to know. You already knew it. I know, but I know a lot about cheese. But it's still a good fact, and a lot of people don't realise how much milk it takes to make make cheese. Well, you may know a lot about cheese, but how much do you know about cheesecake? Oh. Because okay. the world's biggest cheesecake, which <laughs> yeah. was made all those years ago in 2009, okay. in Mexico City, yeah. was one foot ten inches tall, which made it taller than the world's shortest man. Oh. Okay. So that's a pretty hefty cheesecake. That is pretty hefty. I have another. Oh, go on then. The first recorded sighting of the word cheeseburger, which yeah. is one of my favourite things in the entire existence of the world, mm -hmm. was on the 23rd of December 1941 over a shop in Burbank, California. Oh, wow. Where they make grilled cheese. Ah, <laughs> grilled cheese. Yeah. Well. Yes? <laughs> How fascinating. <laughs> And I finish off with this with one of my favourite things that <clears throat> the most shoplifted thing in the whole world is cheese. Is it really? Yep. Cheese makes up four percent of everything that is ever it's most stolen food item. Why? People steal more cheese than any other food. That's a. I, I, cheese is brilliant, frankly. If you're gonna if you're gonna do time, <laughs> do time for a decent bit of cheese. <laughs> That's Nick's advice, by the way. If you're going to go to jail, make sure there's cheese involved. Yeah. <laughs> Any more cheese facts before no, we No, I don't think we should give everyone cheese facts. We should give them bit every week. A little bit. Yeah, okay, we'll hold it back. We'll hold it back. Okay. But we're happy for people to get in touch and give us their cheese facts. Yes, if you've got Absolutely. a cheese fact that you think we don't know, then do let us know, and we'll yeah. let you know whether we know or not. Exactly. <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, if there's any particular cheese that you'd really like us to test, taste, or toast... Taste, test, or toast. Test, taste, Ooh. or toast then um, we will very happily do that. Yeah. Um, but let us know. Um, you can Homage to Fromage is on Facebook. You can find us there just with Homage, numeral two, Fromage. Um, we also have an Instagram account, which is Homage to Fromage UK. Um, so have a look for us there. There'll see, be some pictures of the cheeses that we are featuring. Not the toasties, because they get eaten fast. Yeah, the toasties, there's not much left of the toasties. <laughs> You've got to move pretty. We need some yeah. sort of weird time-lapse photography thing going on to catch so. those before they they get eaten um next time we are going to be looking at 
a very sexy new English cheese Ooh. that will possibly, sexy I said almost cheese. certainly, challenge those amongst you who are a little bit new to the whole world of cheese. So us, basically. Yeah, you two. Yeah. <laughs> basically, you two. Yeah. Um, and so, cause, yeah, we're just trying to sort of look at the different kinds of cheese. One of the great things about um, British cheese making is that it is quite innovative. Um, the French, you know, you can't change any of the recipes in, uh, for cheese in France because they will just hunt you down and kill you. Um, <laughs> and then drown you in the way. Exactly. You'll, you'll be found face down in a, in a, bo- a, in a bucket, of of, bucket of milk somewhere. Um, <laughs> but in England and in Britain in general, we sort of don't really care. And people come from all over the world to make cheese in mm. the England because we don't, we know, we're Where's quite happy to mess about with the recipes and try new stuff. Well, as they say in Sicily, fantastico. Exactly. And with that, on that bombshell, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we shall say goodbye. Until next week. Until next week. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell.